0: From the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason, comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is the good atheist. Welcome to thegoodatheist.net podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. He's back, everybody. I
1: am. I'm very happy to be back. He's alive. Has everybody missed me?
0: Not everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just most. You
0: know, I was lucky. I mean, I found a really good guest host in uh, Carissa. and uh, and uh, did, you know, you I got... G, did you have Jeff Jones over too? Uh, I think I had him once when mm. you were gone. It's really difficult to kind of remember because... Uh, it was all a long day, time that you were gone. The days just
1: blend together, the salad it's days. It's not that they
0: blend together, man. It's just that a month is a month. And for us, a month is a long time, man. Mm-hmm. A month is like a fucking year. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> the, agree with that. They may blend. All the days may blend together. But it's not like days go by blazingly fast. Unless, of course, it's near the end of the month and you have to pay bills. Then mm. the, for fucking some reason, days just like, poof, they're gone. And you're like, what's happening? <laughs> Yep. where am I gonna get this money? <laughs> so tell us about your uh, your your
1: uh, Christmas. What did you get for What did you get for Christmas, dude? What did I get for Christmas? I got an alarm clock that uh, that has a a little propeller top on it. So when it goes off, it shoots the propeller across the room, and it won't turn off until you find the propeller and or stick it, it back on. No, it's it's it runs on batteries. It it outsmarts oh. you there. Uh, well, you could just take out the batteries. Actually, it lasts like a couple of minutes after you take the batteries out. <laughs> really, I know it's actually because it's <laughs> a you know, cocksucking my, fucking alarm clock. My understanding is that's the point. It's a it's a it's a cocksucker alarm clock for people who need it, and, and to a degree, I need it. And I'll tell you what: the last two days, I have actually, and this is un, un this Heard is of. this is unheard of for me. Is the last two days I have gotten out of bed at eight thirty a.m. What I know. Wow, I feel uh,
0: bad. I mean, I I get up really late
1: and then take naps, too. and then take naps all day. I'm the laziest fucking guy. No, well, the truth this this is kind of the whole thing, and this is what my mom was complaining to me about. Because while I was down in the states, I would stay up till 4 a.m. and sleep until 11. Because the truth of the matter is, when you're when you're around your family and other people, you don't get nothing done. So the only way I was getting anything done was you know from 11 p.m. till 4 a.m. I would do my my day's work on the computer and then sleep. Sleep the morning away and, and get up. But she's always saying, you know, if you just wake up at a regular time for two or three days, then you'll actually, you know, be tired at night and be able to sleep at night. You've got an excuse because you've got a a, a significant other in another time zone. That's true. But you know what? The last night, I I just could not fall asleep, man. It yeah, was what, like, what, it was what do you expect? That you could just, you just flip flip the switch and, and suddenly go back and... No. Uh, and from there could not fall asleep doesn't mean oh it was midnight and I couldn't fall asleep and I fell asleep at two. It was my normal bedtime is three, so I couldn't get to bed till five. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. So that that's the problem with that whole sliding scale. Yeah. Thing. My sleep cycle is messed. I've
0: kind of given up on the whole waking up when normal people wake up because it doesn't fucking matter. You know, it's like, do you get work done? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters in my book. If you get your work done. This nine to five thing? Who invented? The- this who oh, when in the history of mankind have we have we been waking up at fucking nine o'clock? Let me tell you something, okay? When you are a caveman. I don't think you go to bed at 10 o'clock. Okay? That's when shit starts happening. That's when fucking predators come to eat you. So you better stay fucking awake, man.
1: I think that was the general idea of everybody settling down at night and then being out during the day when there are less things to eat. But it's all about Now, that's the farming bullshit right there. That's what that is, man. Mm -hmm. That's,
0: that's, That's living in an agrarian society where all of a sudden everybody has to wake up when the sun gets up, go to bed when it's dark. But you know what? We invented technology which allows us to have some fucking lights, so that we can go to bed when we desire. And that's what I like about the future. Can go to bed whenever I want.
1: <laughs> I always try and listen to my biorhythms. I don't little... know what that means, man. Everybody... Bio... No, bio... I mean, I know what it means, but mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Well, here's a question. Is it pseudoscience? Because this, this is what I realize now, because I was, I was doing a lot of reading into stuff like that, a bunch of other stuff, and, and once again, I realized that science really fails at debunking bullshit, because uh, I, I was looking into... Uh, to to biorhythms and I tried to find out whether or not that was bullshit Are or not. You talking
0: about that time where you were you were trying to do that whole like uh what was that fucking sleep cycle that you tried to do last year where you were sleeping like an hour and then fucking Oh, you know what? I don't What even, the fuck I, was that called? I don't even remember. That was In the insane, name of it. Insanity. you were like, like I'm
1: going to save so much time. I'm like you will go nuts. Here here's here's the theory for all you people out there. Uh, it, it goes like this. You take I think it's something like you take a 3 hour Sleep, one three-hour sleep, and then like three one-hour sleeps over the course of the day, and that's all you need.
0: To be insane, I think mm. there's a Bond villain that had a sleep cycle like that. You know, mm. just a nutty man.
1: Yeah, there was no information on whether or not that would would kill me or drive me insane. You had a couple of, and this is the problem. You had a couple of people out there say it worked well for them, but God knows if they're fucking liars or they're cheating <laughs> cheaters or 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 what the fuck is up with them. Maybe they're on meth. But it was the, it's the same with biorhythms. <laughs> Biorhythm is is just you know where where your body is comfortable. It, it's important for athletes that they train when their biorhythms are, are this and that. I really or, don't or know. Something enough I about
0: biorhythm to tell you if it's real or not
1: although like you well you said that science is bad at debunking
0: i just think that you know, science is not a thing it is a process the problem is that we in general are really bad at collecting information in a way that uh, you can trust like mm-hmm. for instance let's talk about the internet for 5 seconds is it really easy to trust the internet? I mean, it could have 20,000 fucking sources, and you could still be like, this is bullshit. I'm mean, like, you don't think that there were lots of sources that were saying, the earth is flat! Lots of sources. Sometimes it could, I think it's just difficult to wade through all the bullshit, which is why people are very confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just like, is this real? Is this not real? I don't know. There's a lot to learn.
1: Well, it's like the uh, it's like the flu shot in the H1N1. There was the, There was a funny graph that I was talking about in another show where they talked about... There's that right amount of knowledge where there you don't where you don't have much confusion. And then if you get more if you get more information, your confusion level just shoots right back up.
0: Well it's just because uh, remember that interview I did with PZ Meyer when we were talking about some of the risks of the flu shot, and you know, he had to admit as a scientist that there were risks to it and it wasn't all safe. But that's just because the process of science forces you to be honest, even though you know that if you're honest with people, they cannot handle the truth. You know, if you say yes yes, there's a one in a 100,000 chance that there might be some complication. A person's like, oh, no, that's one person. I'm one person.
1: I might be that person. And yeah. you're like, you're stupid. Stop being stupid, stupid monkey. But it's really interesting because it seems very selective. Because another thing on PZ Meyer's uh, blog, I've been reading it a lot while I was down in the States. It's become a favorite of mine. He's a... Uh, He's a feisty. Old he's man. curmudgeon
0: like me, but you know he's way more productive. I really
1: hope that when he goes back to teaching, he doesn't stop blogging because he's a he's a good source. He's of, a
0: significant so- He's a significant force in the atheist blogosphere. I, I mean, can like, see why. I see I why. I, I, tr- I try to not like because I, I get people who say like you're stealing his stuff, you're commenting on the same th- stuff. I'm like, dudes, there's very little atheist news, so sometimes it's going to overlap. Mm-hmm. You just have to hope that the person who's writing it has a fresh voice. And you enjoy the way they write, and if you do do not like the way that I write, then fuck you.
1: Then go to another <laughs> blog that, that you do enjoy reading. That's the beautiful thing about the internet mm-hmm. is that there's not just three channels. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, PZ Myers was talking about uh, ch- uh, chiropractors and how oh, there was guys. basically one of one of the provinces in Canada is trying to trying to pass a law saying that chiropractors have to inform people that there's a chance that they could fucking kill you. <laughs> Yeah or paralyzed especially you, or if seriously- they
0: fucking start manipulating your neck I think the odds are something like there's a 2% chance or something some, something that's Still, way too high for yeah. people to be cool about. Yeah,
1: and uh, so basically, but the interesting thing about that is, number one, the the question there was a there was a public opinion poll that was done, and the question number one was loaded to say, oh, are, do you, do should chiropractors have to reveal this very tiny, minimalistic little chance that this thing may occur, or should they not? And everybody said no, they shouldn't have to mention that. It's just it's that funny. Oh, scientists so
0: don't have to fucking mention all those things either. Look chiropractic fucking jackasses do not follow the scientific method. So they're not bound to it. They don't have to be honest with you. They don't have to tell you that their entire quote-unquote medicine is based on this ridiculous idea that misalignments in your spines what they call subluxations cause all kinds of problems they some even think that it causes autism you know and, uh, and what
1: is it with every uh, i know what everybody thinks that everything causes autism i know i know and i understand why it's like every the numbers are shooting up and up and everybody's freaking out but that's just the the natural thing that happens when you get good at detecting autism. It's okay. like we weren't even looking at it before. So what? The numbers are increasing quickly? Oh, my God.
0: Well, look at cancer. I mean, it's the same thing. People just used to die. Hey, what did your grandfather die of? I don't know. Death. He died at 70-something of death. And nobody ever got specific about it. But now we can track that shit. Now we know what it's like. And people are like, Oh, no, cancer's on the way up. We must. It must mean that the things are less healthy and everything's giving us cancer. Like, number one, we're living way older than we used to like crazy old like i don't care if you had a couple grandparents or great-grandparents that lived to pretty old that's anecdotal idiot most people died pretty fucking young but now no one's dying have you noticed the average age of politicians keeps fucking going up i mean strom thurman that racist piece of shit died at like a hundred okay old man like crazy old like Holy shit, they're not dying.
1: Yeah, and it's very unfortunate. All the evil old men that are still around now, they aren't dying. They are
0: really not dying. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the old days, you know, the the people, when they were dying quickly, you get new administrations all the time. Time for something new.
1: We need to add a byline to this. This is the Atheist Show and Shit Talking Cancer Show, too.
0: Yeah, it's true. I always talk shit about cancer, but that's just because I just am annoyed to shit about everybody just always telling me like, oh, no, somebody that I know had cancer, and cancer is horrible. I'm like, look, lots of diseases are horrible, but luckily, cancer rates, at least survival rates, keep going up, man. That is not the case with a lot of other diseases mm. You know that have not changed in terms of their mortality rate. Cancer is improving because, you know, cancer scares the fuck out of us. Mm -hmm. It scares the fuck out of of us because everybody can get it. And odds are if you live till about 80, you got one in two chances of getting it. So, hey, listener, you're probably going to get cancer. It's a fucking safe bet, man. So just deal with it and get out of my face about all your cancer fucking talk. I don't care. All right. I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear anybody sort of crying to me and call me up saying,
1: I got cancer. You know what I don't want to hear anybody crying to me about anymore?
0: terrorism oh my goodness let, let, let i want i want you to talk to i want you to tell us about remember how you were you were mentioning the ridiculousness of that underwear that fire underwear terror suspect I I would like to hear because you know what? I, truth be told, I don't know enough about it. I want to hear you say it again because it's just too delicious to not talk okay,
1: about. Okay, this it. guy is the biggest clown shoe ever. Now now let's 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 go back um, a couple years to when terrorism actually was was badass and and evil and they were blowing up fucking ships and buildings and stuff like that. Now move forward back now to what they get through
0: like a shoe bomber they, like they, fucking they get, two get a, years They get ago. a crazy
1: ratty ass. That was years and years ago. That was like eight years ago. Was it a year? It was It was a fucking long time ago. Really? and you got right. the and now you got this guy, the underwear bomber. Are guy, they going to check your underwear at the airport now? Actually, what they're doing, what they're doing is the uh, seriously, and this is what pisses me off about it. It's. I laugh at the fact that this guy here is such a such an abject failure yet so much is changing over him. It's it's a it's a success for these terrorist organizations just because we overreact so much. And it, and to a degree I say it's the same kind of mass hysteria that you could fucking attribute to the witch trials and fucking the red scare and everything else. It's it's just it's just unbelievable. They're going to be putting a full body scanner, full, full body scanners in all of the airports so you walk through it and they take a picture of you and they basically it shoots through your clothing and you get to see these people naked. Now, everybody's claiming that the machines don't allow you to see under the private part areas and they don't what store images and they can't store images. The test mode can. <laughs> what a lie. Yeah. So that's already been broken. But anyways, here's here's my issue with it. This guy is a complete failure of a terrorist. He gets on this plane with a shitty-ass bomb in his underwear that doesn't even go off, and we're going to flip everything on its head and freak out and, and talk about it for weeks when nothing happened. I just I just don't understand that. It's it, it blows my mind. There's going to there's going to be billions of dollars in changes because of this one single guy from Yemen. People are talking about invading Yemen now. Seriously, <laughs> seriously they are. They want to go there where there uh, where they say there's something like 200 potential al-Qaeda al-Qaeda people there. And I'm like you you do realize that if you went there? There would be thousands overnight. It's just Do they not understand that coming down hard on these places, that fighting the war on terror by doing things like saying, we got to strip search every single Arabian person out there, is just going to cause more hatred and animosity, which then leads to terrorism, which is what you're trying to stamp out in the first place. How about this, people? Try being civilized. Try not freaking out about everything. Try not overreacting. Well,
0: I'll tell you what. If, if, there was a, if, if terrorists were bringing down a Boeing 747 every fucking day, it would still be more dangerous to drive your car. Okay? We just don't have... This is, this is, this is our problem. I was reading a book uh, by Dan Gardner, who's a um, Canadian journalist, and he wrote a book called Fear... Uh, Wasn't also
1: called risk. I never. Got oh, I'm that, sorry. It was it called could, risk. Because it here's the thing: one side of the book it, it says, says risk, and, risk and, then, and we, then the yeah, other... Yeah, 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 exactly. It's very confusing. Whatever. Um, it would be funny if someone bought two copies of the same. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I thought I bought one and two. I thought I bought the white album and the black album.
0: No, it was just. Anyways, so he, he was. He's basically talking about how we're really, really poorly designed to understand, you know, risk and you can see why like on one side we have all of this data that is available for us that can tell us what is dangerous and what isn't and on the other side we have our own intuition that tells us you know what is dangerous so if you look at uh, a person you know uh on a plane you you know, like and 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 you've been on rough plane rides before, right? When all of a sudden the plane will drop like fucking thirty feet or some. I haven't been
1: on one for a while, and you know what? Truth be told, I, I'm kind of jealous of anybody who. Has been. I kind of like it when the plane gets a bit crazy. Well, in, anyways, so everybody said, and they're not
0: even that close a call because I mean planes.
1: Yeah, pockets, I mean, seriously. Pockets of air turbulence. everything it happens. like
0: that. Nobody fucking panics. Like, you, you do that long enough, and all of a sudden, I mean, look at... If you want to know whether or not you should panic, just look at the fucking faces of the air stewardesses. If they look pale white, <laughs> bad stuff's going to happen. But for the most part, they've seen it all. And they know that, I mean, statistically, it is way Way safer. And I don't mean just a bit safer than most other forms of travel. I mean way safer. But to some degree, I mean we have a problem with it because we don't have any control. And when a human being doesn't have any control over his environment, he feels as though he's in more danger, even though technically he's in a lot he's he's in a lot better position because you can't handle it. Okay? Like think about the idea that you are driving a car and you think oh, I'm in control. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, there's so many ways that you're not in control. Number one, how do you even know that your car is going to respond to every fucking command you give it? How many cars just sort of like the steering
1: wheel gives off or the brakes don't work? Shit happens all it, the time. Tons of stories where cars just won't stop accelerating and the person, last thing 911 hears is, oh my God, I won't stop. That's it, they're dead. It's like, I maybe was, you'll
0: run out of gas, probably not.
1: I was driving a car that the mechanic said, he, it was a miracle that the, that both the front tires, the, the tie rods were all loose, and he said the, the front wheels were going to flip forward like a DeLorean taking off, except it wasn't, my car wouldn't have taken off. It you would have taken it off. It would have <laughs> hit the bottom. And the car would have flipped over, ass over tea kettle. It would, it is, or whatever the fuck that saying is. Well, for the yeah, whatever. But for the most
0: part, I mean, like, cars are probably, in terms of all the human activities that we do, the the car is by far the most dangerous. It's just, it's just, it's incredibly dangerous. I can't even. I think the odds of you dying in a car accident are like one in a hundred. It's fucking insane. Uh, but you know, no big deal. Person hops on, be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go travel uh to the next city, and uh, I'm not even gonna think twice about it. Not even gonna wear my seatbelt. Not oh, even not goodness. even gonna use my
1: blinkers. Not even gonna drive carefully. I'm
0: gonna drive really fast because I want to get there soon. <laughs> I'm gonna burn a couple red lights because I want to get home fast so I can watch I don't know fucking Big Brother or something like that. Anyways, it's absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, it's to be expected. Look. I want every every time something insane or stupid happens, I want you to just kind of breathe, take a breath and remember the fact that you're just a fucking ape, man. Like the fact that any of us are doing anything more complicated than flinging our shit at one another is amazing. But once in a while, we just kind of go back to that stupid, scared monkey bullshit, all right? It just happens. It's unfortunate though. I mean, I'd love if that wasn't the fact. This is why this is why I like uh, things that wh- where we increase the sophistication of the devices that are supposed to keep us safe. Like you know, planes have a shitload of computers in it. That's a good thing. And I know that a lot of people are like, I would rather have a pilot than a computer. No, no. like remember all those stories of pilots that were getting drunk and fucking flying real low just for the fun of it. I mean, that's <laughs> you don't think that a couple pilots are flying high in oxycontin or some other fucking bullshit? At least your computer, if it's not running Windows, (laughs) is going to run smooth. Mm. Human beings, that's so smooth. That's so smooth.
1: We make history interesting.
0: (laughs) Okay, here are two things that I want to talk about today. Uh, The first thing that I want to talk about is I want to talk about Stephen Baldwin. And uh, now there should be no reason for me to talk about Stephen Baldwin... But uh, there's a there's a show in the UK called uh, Big Brother, and it's a big deal over there, and and they still watch it. I mean, I think that the British are f- fucking fascinated by the whole Big Brother is ism because what there's like one camera for every ten person over well, there.
1: Actually, I think this is this is this is this is why Big Brother UK is more. Interesting is because UK people are more interesting. Big Brother America stunk because the people were one-dimensional fucking hacks. Well, I mean, Stephen Baldwin is not a UK no, no, but man. I mean, no, but you, you, I mean, Stephen Baldwin is on what is it, a Celebrity Edition? Or yeah, it's a like Celebrity that? thing. This, this, but I mean, just just in general, the reason why those kinds of shows do better over there is because people are more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just or think kind, that anyone with a British people, accent is more and, interesting, and, and the kinds of people that they put on the show are more interesting in America. It's lowest common denominator is fucking race to the bottom that's why all of our reality shows usually end with people sharing each other's semen and stuff like that Uh. (laughs) don't even get me started about that stuff anyways
0: uh there are two things that so far that uh were kind of interesting like the only reason to pay attention to the show i mean i don't know if you watch the show if you do i don't respect you but uh that's blanket statement i like that fucking a Fuck reality TV in its ass. But anyways, Stephen Baldwin has been making the news uh, quite a bit because of what he's been saying. The first thing that he was saying was actually, you know, uh, the old canard that uh, he, he was trying to talk to his other celebrity buddies well, and saying uh, and discussing evolution, and uh, and his whole thing was, um, you know, asking that old
1: question: Well, if we descended from apes, why are there still apes? <sighs> This is the level of discourse that we are unfortunately still at. I, I still say that it, to a degree it's science's fault because science is not a and thing. The scientific community has not done nah, a good enough such, job of dissuading an anybody of any of their stupid ideas. There's not enough information out there. In There's a, tons a, of information. You
0: just have to fucking look for it. Look, the honest truth is that Stephen Baldwin could have spent five seconds researching on the internet saying like you know if you ask yourself that question i remember i asked myself that question when i was ten years old saying oh yeah well why are there still monkeys if we came from monkeys any 10 year old with no knowledge of biology will ask that question the difference is that well as long as I was able to ask somebody that was more educated than me typically I got the answer it's just that in cases like Mr. Baldwin and a bunch of everybody else and a bunch of other fucking morons is that as soon as you tell them the answer they're like Bur, that's not true that's just a theory you know when you explain to them saying well if we descend from apes why are there still apes be like hey moron you are an ape you didn't you are an animal! You didn't descend from any animals. You are one, man. It's surprising, I know. It might be because you wear clothing and you act in unusual ways that other animals don't act, but fucking guess what, man, look in the mirror, and all of a sudden, just look at yourself in the eye and say, you are an ape. I know it's going to freak you out, man, but it's true. It is true. I mean, I'll tell you a story that made me really, not realize it, but kind of like made me appreciate the fact that I am an animal a little bit. Over the Christmas holidays, I had what is classically known as a panic attack. I'll tell you why. The reason I had a panic attack is that right now, we say we are financially in the most vulnerable state that we've probably ever been in the history of uh, Good Atheist and Fight Linker. Like, just fucking rock bottom.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say it's rock bottom. Well, in
0: terms of possibilities and and how we're growing, it's great. Mm -hmm. But in terms of our finances, it is bad. It has never been this bad Mm -hmm. in terms of our finances. And at least for me personally, I have never been this fucking destitute financially in many years. I
1: remember several years ago when you had your beautiful nest egg, and you were so proud of that nest egg. You're like, I ain't ever dropping down below this nest egg. And then I said, come aboard the Starship Entrepreneur. <laughs> the Starship <laughs> Dreams. And voyage with me beyond the stars. Now, I'm, I'm usually like, anybody
0: who knows me knows that I'm, a go- I'm the kind of guy that very rarely feels like he doesn't have any control over anything. I mean, maybe, am I a control freak? I don't know. Maybe. To some degree.
1: Are, like you, a- are you asking or is that a rhetorical question? Well, a- am I? Yes. Okay, fine. But very typically it's a lot of the minutiae. Like like usually if I'll try and do something in the kitchen, you'll hover over me until I snap and tell you to fuck off. Only because you don't
0: know anything and I'm yeah, trying yeah, to teach know, you something. I know, I know, I know, I know. And you're yeah, you it's, you, you do not like learning it's, it's all, it's all don't worry about it. from me. That's your problem. It's, it's all good, don't worry about it. Anyways, so <laughs> Okay. So I like to I like to be in control. Now when the panic attack uh, occurred, uh, I knew that I was having one, but there was nothing I could fucking do about it. You know, sort of like heart racing, fucking palm sweating, all spazzy and shit like that. And it made me think. It made me realize that, um, you know, through your eyes, there are three different brains that see the same thing you do. There's your cognitive brain. You know, your 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 mental capacities, your ability to be logical, your your cerebral cortex, your higher reasoning. You know, when you see things, you reason them out. So if I see a phone and I recognize it as a phone, I understand, you know, like if I look at a printer, if I look at you, there are lots of things that I think about through my cognitive brain. Uh, But at the same time, there are other types of brains, too. Your limbic brain, which is pretty much your kind of emotional brain or or it's the same brain that every other mammal has, really. Um, It sees the same thing. And so does your lizard brain, you know, like the medulla blangetta, the fucking, you know, just the impulses that tell you breathe in, breathe out, blink, all those other things. But those are three different brains that see the same thing you do. Now, your cognitive brain can understand saying, like, oh, I'm in control. Everything's fine. Meanwhile, your animal brain's going, like, holy shit, freaking out. I mean... Why? Why do you think you you have a rush when you drive fast or when you do crazy things? It's because your animal brain is freaking the fuck out, and sometimes that can be pleasurable, and sometimes that is very not pleasurable. And it just it it made me kind of appreciate uh, my animal side a little bit more, and I kind of realized you know I can't neglect it. If you neglect that side and you think, oh, my cognitive brain can have power over it, you, sir, are an idiot.
1: Yeah, I spent a good, uh, I'd say probably half a year trying to figure out how my cognitive brain could could reason with all of all of everything else that was going on. <laughs> I was trying to gain control. You're trying
0: to negotiate with your limbic brain, and you can't do it. Nope. You're moody. That's just something you got to deal with. You will always have to deal with the fact that you're moody. You're not going to be able to change that. You're fucking moody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just, that is your animal brain responding. If you were just, if you had no cognitive ability, you would be a moody animal. <laughs> Stay away from this moody animal. I'd be that
1: cat that loves being petted until it bites you. That, that's, I guess
0: that's why your cat makes so much sense. He's a reflection <laughs> of you, man. Every time you get annoyed the cat, you should be secretly annoyed at yourself. Because <laughs> he,
1: <laughs> that it's al- mimicked you. That I'd always be annoyed, Jacob.
0: <laughs> well, maybe it's a reflection of you sort of like way too far. Okay, anyways, here's the other interesting thing that he that Stephen Baldwin said. So moving up, moving beyond the eighth thing, I think we can all agree that we can easily answer his stupid question mm-hmm. of why are there still apes. Now, That's now, not really that interesting. Now,
1: before we continue, I, I do want to ask you something. Because here's here's the context of Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin is a born-again evangelical. Uh, evangelical there we go there you go a bit rusty it's been a month it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so i'm what was he proselytizing was he trying to con, or was he just like talking out of his ass and being an idiot
0: he's always proselytizing uh-huh. all of the time that's what evangelicals do for the most part i mean uh, he's he's big in the uh what what is that skateboarding thing living it or something like that um, he's
1: got. He's part of a big youth uh, evangelical. Yeah, movement. but the
0: whole the whole joke about it is, if you're an evangelical in the movement, you th- you think that Stephen Baldwin is a joke. And this is what makes me – I feel fucking bad for Stephen Baldwin because even the evangelicals don't take him seriously because mm-hmm. they just find that he's like one of those fly-by-night celebrity bullshit artists.
1: He's tacky, and I never realized a large a large number of religious people find a lot of the stuff that goes on really tacky, a lot of the shit that gets sold. They call it Jesus junk. Yeah, exactly. To- well,
0: you, we, were, we were both reading a book called Rapture Ready. Uh, by Daniel Radosh. Well, we'll talk about it uh, on the uh, bonus show because mm-hmm. uh, I'm just finishing it up. Anyways, yeah, you're, you're right. Like it was, it was interesting to see from the perspective of people within the culture, you know, the evangelical Christian pop culture and their own criticisms of it. And they have a lot of critical things to say about Stephen Baldwin because I think that they realize that he's not a good spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he's a fucking idiot. Anyways, the other thing that he said, which I find utterly shocking and just fucking sad. Is that he was talking about, like, he was using an example during a candid conversation. He says, Well, if I was on a bus and there was a maniac with a machine gun and he was pointing it at my daughter and sort of telling her to, to, you know, that he was going to shoot her if she believed in God and to ask, Do you believe in Jesus? then he's like, Well, I would. I would defend my faith to the death, was saying like, well, and even the death of my child. That I would tell my child, yes, tell this man that you do believe in Jesus, even if he's going to pull the trigger, because I'll see you in heaven.
1: <laughs> gonna, I, I don't understand this hypothetical situation. So, right. so the gunman says, "Tell me you don't believe in God, or I'll kill you." Right. Okay. So the the option is don't believe. Say don't believe. say you
0: don't believe in Jesus, and I'll let you live.
1: And and but or say or be- let
0: your daughter live. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I'd still say that I believe in Jesus. Yeah,
1: but that's that's an easy fucking nothing to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really easy to say stupid yeah, shit like that. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it, we think
0: that it's all talk. But look at the case. Uh, remember Eva Worthington? I, I wrote about her a couple months ago. She was like a 15-month-old or 16-month-old baby. And her parents were part of this, uh, this religion called Followers of Christ uh, Church. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing is that they believe that if you're sick uh that you should not seek medical attention and basically you got to wait. God'll sort it out. Yeah, exactly. God will sort it out if so, he wants to sort it out. Well, <laughs> I was joking about it because today there was there was another case of like a, a, a there was a 16-year-old boy uh who recently died uh from again the same church. The parents didn't do anything kid had a urinary tract infection and died from it okay so they didn't do anything they just prayed and now they're going to court again because this is the fucking second time this happens although i'll i will remind everyone that the worthingtons fucking got off nobody went to jail for the death of that baby and I have to fucking be suspicious of whether or not these clowns are going to fucking spend any time in jail either because they're saying, like, we were just practicing our faith. And, uh, you, you know, that's our, that's our constitutional right. Mm. And when you throw up that fucking constitution, man, it makes all kinds of people, you know, just, just, just think uh, not very logically and say, like, well, it's true. They were practicing their faith and that's fine.
1: This is in the states, right?
0: This is in the states. Because
1: the good thing is, at least in Canada, we have we have a step by step actual process where where the government takes the kids away and and fucking fixes them up, and and I love that that that's that's great because we we had a lot of I don't know if it was I, a lot of Jehovah, was a lot of Jehovah too. witnesses. Yeah. I think they were the ones that kind of set up the. But at this point, it's fucking clockwork, man. It's barely even a big deal. I think the the, the in Canada the, the
0: perspective is that until a kid is an adult. Your one duty is to make sure they don't die.
1: Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's not that the kid is your property. is that you are responsible for them, and if they die, that's your fault. <laughs> not like if you die, it doesn't matter because it was yours. It's like throwing away my Mars bar. <laughs> no, it was it, my Mars bar. It might have been a delicious, beautiful
0: Mars bar, but I have the right to do that. But that's what that's my point. I'm mean, like, OK, we could say that Stephen Baldwin is just all talk. And maybe if the gunman was there, he would change his fucking tune. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so. A lot of these fucking crazies, man, the, their invisible friend is supreme, is Lord. Man, they use Lord with a capital L when they talk about fucking Jesus, and you got to wonder, like, in in their minds, they're like, well, if I deny him or if I lie, then I'm gonna go to hell. So my child's gonna die right now. I'm gonna go to heaven. I'm gonna see them again in heaven. This is a fantastic deal.
1: It's true, and I suppose that does manifest sometimes in 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 positive things. Like, look, look for example, like this. There, there's a uh, there's there's a fighter in Ultimate Fighting named Benson Henderson. He's a really religious guy, always talking about Jesus, always, 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 always. He's not a particularly good fighter, but he is now a champion of an organization. And I honestly think it's because of his relationship with Jesus Christ, because he gets caught in all sorts of horrible positions where it seems like he's about to lose, and he just doesn't give up because I think he just gives himself to Christ. (laughs) And I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan, who's a comedian. Um, and he's and also, commenter on, and commenter uh, on this and and I was listening to a, a podcast that he was doing. He was talking about religion and how there's a lot of guys that that basically give themselves up to to God and they don't even worry about anything because God will take care of it and allows them to kind of bust through a bunch of barrier that say self hating monkeys like us tend to throw up in front of each other. And I thought that to be a really interesting way to look at how say for example athletes use their belief in God. To, to kind of push themselves to... I don't think it's just to push themselves. I
0: think that with a lot of athletes, I mean, you look at them and they'll come out and say like, I'm only number two, number one is God. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, "You're st-. it's still a pretty egotistical statement. And you're, you, you They make themselves believe they're very humble because they're like, well, I am humble before God. But you're not humble towards anyone else, man. Like you just are not a humble person. You think you humble, but really you's
1: not. Yeah, but that's just the 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 cynical ego side of it.
0: Yeah, but okay, so I can I can understand with uh, fighters and that kind of stuff because I think to some degree we we know fighters and we know that secretly, even though they're always like I'm the best, you know how they are. They're just like constantly crying in their fucking bowl of cereal, thinking that I'm the worst and everybody hates me. Like they secretly loathe
1: themselves. They're or on, they're only as good as their last fight. Imagine imagine you had a job. You only went to work once every three months, and it lasted a couple of minutes, and at the end of it, either everybody's booing you or everybody's cheering you.
0: Jeers are cheers, and usually it'll be a lot of jeers for most guys. It's not the majority of dudes who fight lose, all right? There's just fucking only so many winners out there, you know, people with good records. You need people to lose to have a good record. Lots of losers, all right. And I mean, you 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 watch most of these guys that try to sort of like climb up, and it's not unusual for fighters to start off with lots of losses, and then hopefully, if they fucking find their way, they will climb back up and then start winning. But uh it's not always; it's usually not likely. <laughs> There's lots of losers, so I, I guess to some degree, it it allows them to cope with that because they're telling them, "Well, God's got a plan for me," and blah blah. But you know what? It's that same excuse as saying, "Well." We all need, uh, you know, some people need crutches. And and without that crutch, a lot of people would crumble. I think that that is true until you realize that human beings are not that fucking fragile. All right? Mm -hmm. That That if you take away the God crutch, you won't fall. You may be depressed for a month or two, which is what I've heard from everybody that's been really religious, that has fucking turned and realized there is no God. The first two months were awful but then you just kind of realize holy shit everything still is kind of working and things are good and there's nobody behind all these good things and these are just human beings doing all these good things that's amazing and that's the perspective that you gain after a while you don't gain for the you don't gain this perspective of saying the world is dark quite the fucking opposite you gain this perspe- this appreciation this real appreciation of the fucking natural kindness of human beings and it amazes you because you're like there is no reason for you to be nice it just kind of works that way and it's wicked just like there's no reason why there should be a planet earth no reason why there should be a fucking sun or a fucking universe there just is and that's awesome and i like that and that's all there really is to it. There doesn't have to be much more in the fact that it does exist, it is around. You can't appreciate it if you're lucky enough to do so and, and and lucky enough to live in the countries where fucking shit isn 't totally crazy
1: <laughs> i 'm down with that and I I, I I see that. I just wanted to point out that you know as atheists, we look at religion as a crutch and we look at it as the darkness, but there 's a lot of people who don 't use it as a crutch but as they consider a cyber powered pogo stick and I still, I still consider that I still
0: consider things. that as a form of crutch because at the end of the day. Like, all these guys are like, I am only capable of doing this through Christ. You're like, dude, that's an invisible friend you got going on. He's not helping you train. He's not helping you do anything. He's not helping you win. Guess what, dog? That was all you. That was all you. All things are possible through you. As long as you fucking work hard enough at it it 's a great lesson, but all of a sudden, when you 're like, "Well, I attribute all of my successes to God, well, guess what that means you have to attribute all of these you know all these failures to it as well, and I think that to some degree that you if you don't accept your own failures and you look at it as some fucking test or whatever mm-hmm. you 're not really okay but digging deep enough
1: let, let, let me throw out a, a little devil's advocate argument here okay uh, remember I tried to get us on that getting things done system that organizational system that uh, yeah, yeah it's
0: a self-help book man then they're just about as useful as other self-help uh, books yeah,
1: it's hey it's an organizational system
0: Whatever. it's not self-help it is self-help stop thinking it's not self-help
1: are you not helping yourself through this book sure but then you' you're okay well let, let me just say this the way that you said self-help, it was derogatory, and i don 't agree with that fuck you i don 't care what you don 't agree hey, with i 'm just saying that you <laughs> say self help and you think
0: fucking dr phil i 'm talking about it 's a lot more it 's a lot more complicated and fucking deceiving than 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 just dr Phil dr Phil is like the i know but that 's what place. i
1: mean there 's an entire fucking sphere of self help that's that 's all bullshit and then, you know, there, there are systems that people use, like an organizational system that they use to get a bu- bunch of stuff done. And they say, you know what? I could never have been a successful business person without this system. Sure. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they used that system and they did amazing things with it. Right. Okay. But at the same time, a person could have said, well, I'm
0: a success today because I sacrificed babies every month and I drank their blood. Now, I'm a success and it may or may have not helped, but I did that and i 'm a success today, ergo baby blood is fantastic look I, there, it, it, we have We have a problem where we we, we, we confuse uh, correlation and causation. This is just normal. This is what you would expect from a not too bright monkey with a way too fucking small brain okay. We confuse that shit all the time, but you know you can 't turn around and try to work backwards. to look at, well, what did I do to be successful? I'm like, there's so many things you did to be successful that you don't even really understand, and a big portion of it is just luck anyways. I mean, let's, let's use this Benson Henderson as a perfect fucking example. Trust me when I say that many of his fights could have gone the other way. Many of them, okay? <laughs> like There is a luck factor that, that, that exists in fighting, which is something that I think a lot of fighters have a difficult time accepting, that you could train your heart out, and all of a sudden, you could get Paulo Thiago, where just some dude, out of nowhere, who's not as good as you, lands the lucky punch, you fucking go down, and that's it. And you all of a sudden, you could, you could go back and say, what did I do wrong? Nothing, man! You did everything right, but it just didn't work out that way. And, 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 you know, you have to accept that. At least when you don't have the invisible sky god fucking theory, you can really understand what the hell happened. You're just like, oh, well, it was uh, fucking not my day.
1: Uh, some guys probably use sky god, though, so they don't even have to ask a question.
0: But like I said, I mean, that's that that is a crutch. And crutches can take all kinds of forms. I mean, we look at crutches as as saying, oh, this person is emotionally weak and he needs this. I'm like, that's not what a crutch is. I mean, a lot of times people use crutches, even though they don't, they can walk on their own power. They use the crutch because they think that without it, they would be powerless. They're like, well, without God, I wouldn't be able to be a moral person. Without God, I wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course you would. Of course you would. It just... It would suck for a month. That's all. <laughs> so all of you out there that are sort of like holding on to religion and listening to the show for some weird reason and thinking to yourself, no, I still believe. I'm like, look, it's just going to be a month or two of just horrible shit. You're going to have to kill everyone in your brain that you've ever loved because you're not seeing them in magical sky play land, okay? This place does not exist. It is an invention of clever people to, you know, placate very frightened monkeys who have understood the fact that they are mortal and will die. You know, like, this is a very scary uh, phenomenon for any living being to deal with. Most of the time, we'll just kind of invent shit to kind of whisk that away. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, you really surprisingly don't need it. Trust me when I say, from someone who has never believed, it's all good, dude. It is all good. You don't really think about it that much. I mean, you probably will think about it in the last few seconds, but hey, guess what? You're going to be dead after. So who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> All right, does that wrap it up? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll join everybody in uh, in a couple of days for the bonus show. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy uh, the podcast and you want more podcasty goodness, we're up to like number thirty-seven or something crazy for the bonus shows. And
1: those babies age well. They really do. I mean, uh, go back. To the to the years of yore where we were enthusiastic and excited about fresh eyed and
0: and and hopeful about the future, uh, <laughs> so you can go back twenty dollars. Not only gets you all of those old shows, but for the next year you get all the bonus shows. So that's two shows a week. So if if you're on your treadmill and you're bored as fuck listening to everybody else, and you're like, I want something that's entertaining. Well, tell you what, dude, at forty cents a show, it's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. So. We you and to that's think forty
1: cents a show moving forward, not yeah moving the forward you if you back. if
0: you actually look back it 's now twenty cents and every show that we produce, the cost per show keeps going down
1: you know i 'm looking forward to maybe like next year we 'll have our thing down to the point where we 're going to be like Vince with the Vince with the with the sham wow and the fucking onion cutter and we'll have that 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 shill speech that's just like he is the deal because I like it. You're getting call with right that, now. Your whole forty cents thing is getting there. We're taking tiny baby steps towards. We're at twenty the cents now. Yep, sweet. <laughs> it's the evolution of that pitch. Congratulations, Exa- exactly. Exa- thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Okay, well we'll catch everybody later. My name is Jacob Forte. I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good atheist day, everybody.